welcome to the Raglan Silverport podcast, episode number, don't know, can't remember, doesn't really matter, numbers are irrelevant. Um, I'm in the, in the car at the moment, so that's probably why there's a little bit of extra noise. Whoa, shit, there's a hawk. Uh, there's a little bit of extra noise, but, you know, we can probably manage that. And uh, I'm in the car with none other than um, legendary surf photographer, and uh, well, that's your main thing, isn't it? Pretty much. Pretty much. Surf photographer, and... Uh, one of Australia's finest, Andrew Christie, and um, we've also got Ryan Birch in the back, and we are on our way to a secret spot down the coast, uh, we shouldn't really be talking about that, but, well we won't, but anyway, here we are in a car, and uh, we are going to go and take some photos at a secret spot that we probably shouldn't take photos at. Um, so, what are your thoughts, Andrew, so far? I'm pretty excited to see uh, see where you're going to take us, so, uh, you know, New Zealand's an awesome place to be in. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm stoked that you, that you're here to document this because we could be getting some some pretty cool imagery. Uh, also, some uh, maybe some um, we can use it for uh, any kind of legal sort of purposes that we that may arise from us going to this surf spot. Um, but yeah, just make sure you have a camera on you at all times today. No worries, because we will need that. Um, what what are you shooting with today? What have we got? I have a uh, Canon cameras. A Canon. Canon. A Canon. Well, that's very fitting because where we're going, um, they're actually not um, not too shy of using weaponry. Um, but uh, I've already said too much. Exactly. Mm. But um, no, it's good to have you here. Good to be. Um, well, I'm in New Zealand, but you're not always in New Zealand. But you've you've been coming here for quite a while now, down to Raglan and, and uh, well, the New Zealand region, I guess, and. When was the first yeah. time you came over here? I reckon uh, the first trip was probably back in 2000. 2000 and, and what? 2000. Oh, just 2000. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Zero. And, um, and we stayed raglan up in the, the cabins, in the, in the trains. Okay. Yeah. The Soulscape wagon cabins or whatever. Yeah. That, yeah, that's the one. And um, we had Asher Pacey, Luke Weenit, and Josh Kerr. Sure, you're dropping some names there, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, we scored. We got, got the ledge. Oh, Ozzy was there too. That's right. He wasn't staying with us. But, um, oh, yeah. Ozzy was there, and yeah, we got the ledge. We got everything. Yeah, I remember was, that actually. There was um, a couple of waves on Ozzy's movie. Yeah. From from the ledge, I think. Yeah, for uh, 156 tricks. Yeah, yeah. And it's going way back. <laughs> yeah, we had, it was such a good time. Yeah. Waves every day, big swells, even small, we got. Really good um, the beach break. It's really good too. Oh, down at um, Naranui Beach, the main beach there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's always that, that's always good for a wave. And uh, so you've been back fucking shitload since then, really, haven't you? I reckon either like 12, 12 times, fifteen yeah. times. And um, every trip's always started or finished at Raglan. And um, every time. Yeah, and you know why that is. Ways, you know why that is. Why? Because <laughs> it's close to Auckland. <laughs> oh, and there's really good waves in Raglan. Yeah. Not, not as good as the secret spot we're going to today, though. But um, yeah, like I said, we can't really, we shouldn't really talk about that. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, how's it? Um, uh, have you noticed a lot of changes in Raglan since you you first came here all those all those moons ago? Um. Not too much, really, I don't reckon. No? I don't know. What do you it's reckon? all the same? Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, I'm... The 
bakery's you know, still I, there. Yeah, the bakery's still there. I don't really get a different perspective on it like you do because I'm so immersed in you know the Raglan lifestyle that uh, it, it just all seems the same to me. Yeah, your club's kind of come and gone. Um, it hasn't gone. It's still, still there. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People are going there and um, getting alcohol poisoning all the time still. We just didn't get to go there this time. Couldn't no, get, we didn't go there. Couldn't get past the shed. Yeah, but I mean, maybe maybe we go there tonight as a celebratory drinking session after surfing this amazing secret spot Sounds that good. we're about to go surf, even though we shouldn't really be talking about it. <laughs> <sighs> Mate, I tell you what, though, it's a it's a long drive down to the spot. Is it? It's very windy. Very windy roads, eh? Um, I'll I'll. Uh, do you reckon I should post GPS coordinates? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no one knows. No one understands. Yeah, I might not. I might not. And so, I mean, what do you do in, when you're not in Raglan? Because, well, I mean, you're not really in Raglan all the time. You're often in other places. And what, what do you do? What do you do when you're not here? What do I do? Yeah. It's always the same thing, right? You do the well, same thing. You yeah. do the same thing that you're doing here, but you, but you do it in other places. Yeah. Without the Raglan roast, of course. Without Raglan. Thank you, uh, Johnny for this delicious Raglan roast. I know you'll be listening to this because um, John Clapham is a big, big fan of the Raglan Surfport podcast and uh, just like to say thanks heaps for the um, uh, being so accommodating to the Volcom surf team. And even, even hook Birch up with his Yeah, Birch. Yeah. yeah. So that's 2.2 2. 2 pounds of coffee beans there and I've done that, um, that calculation for Birch so that he um, really understands how heavy that is, which is one kilogram. But um, he'll take those home and have some delicious Raglan roasts for, I reckon that'll last you a good three to four days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you'll just be honing back the good old Raglan roast brown lightning. But um, no, it's been, yeah, it's been good to, good to have the Volcom surf team here. And, you know, especially good, especially good to have you here, Andrew, shooting yeah. for Surfer Magazine. Yeah, yeah. Probably the most established surfing magazine in the entire world. Yeah. If not the world. Yeah. So um, that's pretty cool. And always good to come to New Zealand. Yeah. But you're not a staff photographer for Surfing Magazine, though, are you? You're, you're doing a bit of freelance at the moment. Yeah, it's just all freelance now. Yeah, all freelance. So I was pretty pretty stoked. Bamrose hooked it up and got us on the deal. So it was um, wasn't it was a bit last minute. Good surprise. Yeah. So how long from? Oh, see you later. That was just my speaker <laughs> telling telling us that it was going away. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so how long did you know that you were coming here before you jumped on the plane and flew the uh, the arduous journey of three hours to Auckland Airport? Uh, for a week. Had a week's notice. So you knew a week? Yeah. yeah. So a couple of days to get ready. And then, yeah, yeah it was a tough flight. Like, Jetstar, there's no, no TV. Oh shit, no TV. Uh, well, I mean, it is 2018 and everyone has their own portable entertainment device. Yeah. But uh, you don't have a telephone? I do. You do? Okay. Yeah. I just, uh, just wish you last. Oh, okay, that's cool. Candy Crush, man, that's what you need for flights. Have you played Candy Crush before? A uh, little bit. Yeah, most addictive game I've ever played. I started seeing candy. I closed my eyes and all <laughs> I'd see is candy. Like trying to line up lines of candy. And it, seriously, it fucked with me. I closed my eyes and that's what I saw. I heard it's like a natural thing, like to have Candy Crush phobia. 
Phobia? Oh. I don't think it's phobia. It's addiction. A, it's a pure addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't have, well, I don't think I have an addictive personality, but I felt myself slowly falling into that trap of being addicted to playing Candy Crush. So I, uh, I, ha- I haven't brought myself to deleting it, but I'll see how I go. What's I the, might uh, have to. What's the most extreme place you've played Candy Crush? Uh, well, I only, I only really play it on the shitter. So that would be the, the, the most extreme and the only place where I ever play Candy Crush. So I do have long poos. <laughs> because otherwise if I get off the toilet, then I'm not going to play Candy Crush. So it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, but uh, I mean, there's more to life than Candy Crush. Um, and what do I want to ask you? Oh, yeah. No, speaking of phones, um, so a thing that happened to me a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks back now, it doesn't really matter, time's irrelevant, but you've probably heard about it, because I'm pretty sure I told you, but Kelly Slater liked one of my Instagram posts, Yeah. and it's it's pretty much been the talking point um, of basically every conversation I've had with anyone since that <laughs> happened, and I know that a lot of people uh don't get any kind of interaction with Kelly Slater on social media but I was thinking that maybe because you are like you've been around the traps for like years and you've probably shot Kelly Slater before has he ever liked one of your photos on Instagram? I, I think I got one comment once on a um, wave of Fiji really? Yeah. a wave of him? no no it was just that big gnarly empty wave that came through in uh, that big swell in 2012. Oh, the one that Blakey had to bail. Yeah, the one Blakey thought he was going to eat it on. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Blakey telling me about that and he said he almost died. Yeah. Actually, if it had got, it didn't get anyone, but if yeah. it had got someone, that would have been a lot of trouble. That thing was a monster. Absolute monster. Huge. And it was just top to bottom. And when the wave went past, you could see it actually, like, the whitewash was all, had all this black stuff in it. Like, it just chewed the reef. Oh, it was that, yeah, because it would have hit the bottom, like hit the reef yeah. and picked up everything that was on the reef. It was just going square, and definitely that was probably one of the most, um, I don't know, most extreme moments in what my career of shooting surf is that that set that came through, there was probably like 20 boats in the channel and, you know, 30 guys in the, in the lineup, and everyone was just screaming. If you weren't caught inside paddling for your life, you were screaming like it just this set was like triple the size of anything that whole afternoon, which was already like 12 to 15 foot, and then this monster came through out of nowhere, and um, it was it was a real experience. Yeah, I bet. And so no one got that on the head. No one. No one was caught out. Yeah, because that would have been terrifying. So what what do you see? Like, I mean. If you're in a boat, do you, do you just see the like the horizon go black kind of thing when you see a set like that come through? Yeah, yeah, the horizon went pretty much black, but then you could see the wave coming from right up the reef, and you could just see it was just just churning and like it was kind of blocked by the wave before. So as soon as that wave before passed, like you could tell there was something big behind it, and then once you got a clear view of it, it was just grinding all the way up the reef, all the way down to where all the guys were taken off. I was on a pretty big boat. It was the marshalling boat for the event, and um, the captain of that boat just was charging to the horizon because you can be get like wide sets out of cloud breaks sometimes too. So it's, that thing was way bigger than the boat I was on. Yeah, 
Well, because like if you got anything like that, clip the boat, you'd all be done. Yeah, it would be. And with all the other boats, spectator boats around that boat, like it would be, it'd be pretty bad. Absolute <laughs> chaos, though. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, the main point here is like, what did Kelly Slater say in that comment on that wave of that day? He's saying like six shot crisp. Oh no, he's an American eh? <laughs> uh, so yeah, Six shot crisp. I can't do Kelly Slater's voice. I've tried it. It's like quite soft. Said wicked eh, bro? Wicked shot. No, but what did he say? Honestly, tell me. Um, I can't really remember actually. I have to check it out. Ah well, I guess it doesn't really matter. Like the content is irrelevant. It's that he he did comment yeah, on your post, that, which is pretty cool. I mean, once I saw his name, I didn't really read much more after that. Nah, because it doesn't really matter. Unless he says something like, well, you're a really nice person and I'd like to be a friend or something like that. If he said that, that would mean <laughs> a lot. A lot more than just like, hey, cool photo of that wave. Yeah. yeah. But So, I mean, that's cool because you're... I mean, it's not that cool for me because I felt like I was a little bit more um, exclusive because Kelly Slater liked my post on Instagram. But it's... I mean, you've kind of like stepped up to a next, the next level. You've kind of overshadowed my achievement. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Yeah. What about you, Birch? Has Kelly Slater ever like liked one of your photos or anything? I'm not sure. Oh, man. Probably, though. Has he... He's tagged me in a post before. He's tagged you in a post? Yeah. Wow, well, that's... Oh! That's Whoa! <laughs> fucking checkmate Birch. <laughs> checkmate Birch. Fuck, here I am thinking I was real special because he liked one of my photos, but... Ryan Birch actually got tagged by Kelly Slater in a photo. Far out. Well, that's pretty cool. Oh, man, I don't know, even know what we talk about yeah. now. What was that photo? Um, it was a photo of a boy that he met. Oh, was he trying to get, um, you know, approval? Yeah, I think he just gave me a shout-out for inspiration. What? Yeah. No, it just keeps getting better for you. <laughs> a shout-out for inspiration? Well, because it was a fuck-looking board. It was a fuck-looking board. Oh, no. Is that what you told him back? What? Is that what you wrote back? No, I didn't write anything back. Oh, you just let it let it sit there. Just ghosted him. Just ghosted oh, Kelly Slater. <laughs> fuck, you're too, like, seriously, bitch, you're way too gangster. Like, you beat up that boxing bag, and then you drink Lion Red, and then you ghost to Kelly Slater after he tagged you in a post of a shit board that he shaped. <laughs> fuck. Nah, you've you've checkmated. You've uh, you've clocked it. I don't even know where we go to from here. I was like all pumped up because like he liked one of my photos or some shit, and and then Birch is just like, yeah, nah, I ghosted him and stuff because he made a shit board. But uh, well, I guess you know. Um, yeah, honestly, I don't know where we go to from here. But I mean, I mean, I know where we're going to physically. We're going down the coast to surf a, um, a secret spot that's heavily localized. Uh, that's where we're going. But in terms of this um, this rant, this podcast, I mean, we could kind of go anywhere from here. Um, shit, there was something I wanted to ask you, Andrew. I just can't can't remember what it was. Sorry, napkin. It was on my napkin because I had my napkin and I had a whole bunch of notes. But now that we're in a car, I can't really pull the napkin out and, you know, and go back to what my notes were. <laughs> but, I mean, do you have any questions for me, possibly? Um, what about... Yeah. 
Fuck, you're taking ages. Come on. This is dead air. This is dead air. Yeah, I'm just trying to get over the Kelly thing. Yeah, I know. It's pretty hard to get over there. I don't know how we're going to come back. and Because I feel like we've hit the peak right now with what Birch just told us. Yeah. Um, so, uh, tell us about the start of your surfing career. Start of my surfing career? Yeah. Well, I think you'll find, Andrew, the funny thing is that I don't and never had a surfing career. I was just one of those guys on the outskirts of professional surfing who was trying to nudge his way in there, but just didn't quite make it. So he's tried to hold on to any kind of relevance by making things such as this podcast and stupid videos about surfing. <laughs> so that's kind of where it started, and well, it didn't start. It's kind of that's just where it's sitting. That's where it's at. Yeah, but um, no, it's been good actually. The last week, hanging out with uh, with the whole Volcom surf team, obviously. Birch and Ozzy and Noah and Mitch and you know all those other guys that were trying to do their job but not really doing their job right because I just wake up too late um, but you know it's been really good because I, I really enjoy surfing with really good surfers because it pushes my surfing and uh, you know I learn a lot um, I couldn't really tell you what I learn but it's definitely up there somewhere um, I guess I learn a little bit about surfboard design and um, surfboard shaping, well not shaping, but just design off Birch. Yeah. Are you going to take any of that into your next board? No, I'm not. I'm just going to continue to ride just a thruster, six foot, 32. Oh, I actually probably need 34 litres now because I'm kind of tipping the scales at about 96 kgs, which Ooh. is about 250 pounds or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just been good to see, you know, guys ride different kind of boards and you know, how they make them work and how they fit into the wave and so on and so forth. And was that a whole bunch of nappies on the road back there? Yeah, that was. That was. That That's was a whole disgusting. bunch of nappies. That's fucking revolting. We're clean green New Zealand, but then at the same time, there's stuff that just makes you shake your head and say, tisk tisk. Yeah, so I reckon we've probably only got between 20 minutes and 2 hours and 30 until we get to the secret spot. So, uh, it could be, could be anywhere. I mean... Yeah, I don't really know where it is. I'm just following the car in front. Um, but I don't know. Are you guys excited to surf what possibly could be the best left-hand point um, slash right-hand reef break slash mushy beach break um, in New Zealand? Very excited. It's a beautiful drive, anyway. Yeah, it's very scenic. It's very scenic. And uh, it's, um, I mean, if you want to stop and take, like, scenic photos of anything, just let me know. Um, because... I mean that's what that's what photographers do isn't it like just trying to find the best kind of scenery is it because it's all about scenery now isn't it yep and surf photography it's all about the beauty yeah landscape so what do you think has changed in surf photography like if, if i look at it i look at it now it's more 80 percent uh the the surrounding area like backdrop um, and then like 5% wave, 3% watercolour, 2% surfer. Would that be, that's probably wrong, but is that kind of more how it is now than just like a tightly, tightly framed shot of some guy doing an air? Or... Yeah, yeah, well you pretty much answered the question, the question there. Um... Oh, I fucking answered it? <laughs> Holy shit, I'm onto it, I'm fire today. That's what happens when you have three cups of coffee. With the brown lightning. Brown um, lightning. Yeah, so... Well, you know, when I started, like, it was definitely more about tight action shot. You know, backgrounds weren't, you know, they were cool, but, you know, it wasn't quite as much as the image. And now it's definitely, um, you 
know, the complete picture is getting a good background, good action, you know, really colourful, and, um, you know, rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, I, I've totally noticed that, and it's less about, remember, uh, it used to be about getting this, these amazing fisheye shots as well, like for water photography, but now it's like more about pulled back, and you see someone in a barrel, and then there's like, you know, some hills with some snow, and there's like a lion roaring on one of the hills, <laughs> and there's like a couple of leprechauns, and there's a rainbow coming out of the leprechauns, and a pot of gold or some shit, what? but it's like, it's more about that now, than just getting like a nice tight fisheye barrel shot or a guy doing an air reverse or something. Yeah. Well I think one of the Rebel the Loom events um, with the photography competition they have, the winning shot that Chris, um, Chris Burkhart took was uh, actually a really pullback shot of a, like a you know, left on a mountain range and um, the wave was just hitting this huge bit of backwash and the guy was just dropping in. And, but it's had amazing colour and you know that ended up winning the, the whole event. But yeah. The guy was just taking off. Yeah, no, that guy takes some pretty epic photos, though. Yeah, so, but that definitely, you know, that was a couple of years ago now, and that definitely, you know, it's kind of set the precedent in a way of, of where photography is, it's been going. And, um, and now with social media and digital cameras as well, like, the learning curve is, is massive, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of guys have, you know, picked up on that, and, um, you know, there's a lot of good shooters out there now. Yeah, and do you think with the technology how far it's come in the last few years that it's more about creativity and getting the composition and you know the actual subject as opposed to I don't know just having a good camera um, I think there's a mix um, definitely you know content wins overall and you can have the best camera in the world and still take a crappy photo but um, you know there's there's guys that don't have great gear and they can do some amazing work but yeah, the, it's the end image overall that wins. What's that, sorry? It's the end, like getting the shot in the end. Oh, getting the shot. Yeah, it's all about getting the shot. Oh, look out. Oh, shit, here we go. I think we may have Roadblock. come across some sort of crash here on the road. Oh, no. Oh, mate, just ran out of gas. Rookie mistake. <laughs> Rookie mistake. But um, either that or, like, someone's maybe run him off the road because he's trying to get to the secret spot that we're going to right now. Quite likely. Yeah, I'd say that's probably more likely. But it might have been an ambulance there, not a tow truck. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and, um, I mean, uh, well, what do you think the future holds for surf photography? Do you think um, eventually it'll just become, you know, artificial intelligence and people won't even take photos? It'll just be robots with cameras stuck to their heads yeah. taking all the photos? Well, you never know. Like, we're, you know, we're drones and phone technology can go and people doing selfies you know, everyone will shoot their own photos and you won't need photographers and you'll have a I don't know maybe you'll have a drone that follows you and shoots photos of you and your mates yeah everyone's got their own drone yeah everyone's got a drone do you have a drone? no shit I've got a drone I'm a step ahead of you you better up your game <laughs> but um no that's scary actually I uh I, I don't know about artificial intelligence I'm pretty sure it's going to take over the world and um, soon we'll be on we won't even have to go surfing soon because there'll be boards that just have artificial intelligence that are connected directly to our brains and those boards will just surf a wave and then we'll get that feeling of stoke in our heads somehow yeah with foils yeah with foils <laughs> hopefully that doesn't happen um, but uh, you know you never know it could do and uh, I don't know I think we're almost at the spot um, I, I've brought my camera 
Well, I didn't bring my camera. I bought my telephone, and my telephone fucking actually has a camera attached to it. Well, it's not attached to it. It's built in to the telephone. It's like a camera phone. So what? my phone can take camera, like, photos. But I, it does video as well. But I, um, I'm, not, I'm not the best photographer. So do you have any tips, any pointers that can, you know, lead me on the right path to becoming a... Well, not a professional photographer, but someone who takes a photo that's not blurry and the composition isn't complete shit. Yeah. And a, a great Instagram account. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Instagram. Instagram tips. Yeah, um, Yeah, I don't know. Well, how do you... What is it? My framing? What do you reckon I should do? You need uh, lots of shots of Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Commentating. Lots of shots of... Kelly. Kelly Lovelock. Yeah. <laughs> or Kelly Slater. Yeah. Kelly Slater. Oh, so heaps of shots of Kelly. So this is for my Instagram. Kelly, yeah. So this is for my Instagram. I want Kelly Slater on my Instagram. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have sent him between twenty and thirty DMs, and he hasn't replied to any of them. So um, I don't know if he'll. Yeah. Do you, Do you know him? Have you ever met him? I met him once. Oh, you met him once. Can you Can you ask him if he wants to come on my podcast? I'll DM him. Yeah, you DM him, I'll DM him. I'm not going to get Birch to DM him, DM him, because, like, I think Birch offended him by ghosting him the entire time yeah. on Instagram. He's still hanging. Yeah, he's still hanging, waiting for some kind of reply from that, but, yeah. That's why he hasn't been in another event. Is that why? Yeah, still waiting. Faded. He's, like, pencil by his phone. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, well. Hey, thank you for, um, for just talking a whole bunch of shit, but mainly listening to me talk a whole bunch of shit because I've had three to four coffees today and I'm fucking toasted you but, um, good job yeah thank you and uh, let's hope that it all goes smoothly at the secret point that we're going to that we shouldn't talk about yeah, I can't wait